And now a word from our sponsor. Need something to drink while watching gay sword boys trying to fuck each other? Get yourself some Mount Gay Rum. Established 1703. Note, Dub Talk Podcast not actually sponsored by Mount Gay Rum. Disclaimer. This episode may contain language and situations that might be inappropriate for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. While the show is mostly light on plot, discussion may cover scenes and elements of the series best watched and not described. If you're bugged by spoilers, please watch the series and return when you're ready. And as always, views and opinions expressed are those of the individual participants and may not reflect the opinions of Dub Talk as a whole. Honestly, not sure why I was asked to record this disclaimer. I'm nice and safe in my Fujoshi Purpo- Ugh. Pancake <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to Dub Talk, the show where a group of friends get together, try to fight to make sure history stays the same, and do shit in our off time. I am Megan and tonight I have three lucky victims, I guess you could say? First up, she wants to be locked in a cage, I guess. Gigi! Um, there's too many boys here, and I don't know what to do with my life. That's the end of my intro. Okay, that works. Alright, good. Great. Next up, he's got a luxurious beard and didn't walk me to a closed bar this year. It's <laughs> Amon! <laughs> Hello, and thank you for flying, flying Shota Airlines, getting small boys from clip from one place to another since 2016. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. And finally, he's our charter of charts, our key master himself. It is Roots of Justice. It's okay, Mom. There's plenty of pug pancakes for every- Hey, wait a minute! You skillet-napped me into the Fujoshi dungeon, didn't you? I mean... It's Fujoshi- It's five o'clock somewhere! Like, for once, I'm not the one locked in the cage. I <laughs> uh, see, uh, Root has landed on the Wheel of Punishment this weekend for some reason. I didn't even- <laughs> Root, why are you thing? even in here? I don't know! You didn't even do anything! It's not like you're Andrew! Or Noah! Andrew or Sneeb! switched the cards again, didn't he? Note to self, subject Andrew to dramatical murder OVA. Twice! Ooh. Ooh. Nasty. Even I won't go there. Alright, if you haven't guessed by all of the gags and all of the giggles, tonight we are talking about the, 20, the fall 2016 series Token Ranbu Hanamaru, which, to give a general synopsis, in the year 2205, the past is threatened by the historical revisionists who seek to change it. Protecting history becomes the task of a boisterous band of swords that are brought to life. That's right, because from the country that brought you fuckable boats, we have fuckable swords. Including the glamorous Kashu Koyomitsu and the kindly... Oh my... I'm just gonna call him Yasuda because I can't read. Beyond their battles, these legendary swords differ from different eras lead charming daily lives. So essentially, we have a show about a bunch of sen now sentient human swords who all happen to be pretty boys living in a citadel together in a commune. Like I said, if you can fuck it Japan, if you want to fuck it Japan, we'll make it fuckable. 
-hmm. Right, guys? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Con Cola, I guess. Con is better than this piece of shit. Get out! <laughs> Listen, I can't have can't my guess. Fujo Gigi does not like this show. I hate this show. Sorry. We'll talk about it I later, it. but... But essentially this, we are talking about Token Ranbu Hanamaru, the quote-unquote fun Token Ranbu anime, because apparently there's actually going to be another serious Token Ranbu anime animated by UFO Table of all fucking people later this year. So, we gotta get crack-a-lacking, because guys, guess how many characters we have on the docket this evening? 69. I'm gonna go with a bunch. Are they all this boys? This will be... <laughs> yes, Gigi. Okay. I'm ready. This will be the largest character cast we have ever done. With a whopping, I believe, 47 named characters. All of which are somehow relevant. So, because of that, this episode is going to lurk a little bit different. In that we are not going to be saying any other roles that actors have done. Uh, you guys have this thing called the internet. In which I encourage you to either, one, go to the Funimation blog, to go to the cast announcements, which I believe goes up to episode 9, or to Anime News Network, which does have the full cast on the page, which is what I use to actually ver- yeah, I've got hiccups. Verify things. So, gentlemen, lady, are you ready for some swords? Yes. Do it. <sighs> I'm All right. scared. It's okay, Gigi, just think of Zen. Okay, perfect. Alright, as I chomp down on this gummy bear. Alright, so first of all, we do have a director and writer for this madcap mess. Uh, because this is a dub review, we're not going to be doing predictions for anything. Again, also, 50 characters. So, our director is going to be Miss Jade Saxton, who has also worked- who has one other director credit to her name, and that is currently Interview with Monster Girls. And the writer is Clint Bickham whose other works do include Barakamon from the New World and Surrey Thomas and Name a Few. What do you feel about the writing and direction in this show? You know, honestly, and I've already said I hate this show in the Japanese. I fell asleep through it so many times. The first two episodes, I couldn't even count. Um, if this show were not as well directed and as well written as it is for the English dub, I wouldn't have even gotten through it. So, kudos to you, Jade and Clint, right? Not Cliff. Clint. All right, we're good. Yeah, Clint, not um, Cliff. You win. So, thank you for keeping my attention as much as you could for this terrible piece of garbage anime. I thought it was oh. fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It, well, I, for one, had fun. <laughs> the script was loosey-goosey, and <clears throat> but thankfully the direction was incredibly strong and you know like 40 what was it 49 characters i think it's seven 48 40, if you count the okay. fox okay yeah 48 if you count the fox 49 if you count another character we're not talking about and i believe you can argue 50 but when if this does have a second season that is coming out the beginning of next year if they do add any of the swords that have not been put into the anime, this is a cast that will top over 50 named characters, all of which are semi-relevant to the show. Yep, so... <clears throat> keeping 40-whatever <clears throat> different voice actors in line, finding 
40-something voice actors to take on everybody. Because everybody, like, has at least a little bit of a role that <clears throat> gets covered at some point. Oh my god, I, I would not... <laughs> I, am, I envy the ability of the casting director. Uh, Megan and I actually had a joke running as the show was starting its broadcast dub run. And that was... Oh uh, yeah, this! I shared with her a certain video from uh, Return of the King, which was... Summon! Here's the Horde of Gondor! Which was um, one of the Hobbit characters, I don't remember who, um, lighting this huge beacon that was supposed to tell, like, every human colony in the in Middle-earth to, uh, to rally. So I, <laughs> so I just yell out, The beacon's been lit! The beacon's been lit! Funimation needs more boys! Basically, I, uh, as, as I, I, I think I gave Jade an award in the W's for, like, director of the year, because, like I said, she has two named director credits at, as of the recording of this episode. Interview with Monster Girls was the second. This was the first. So, to get, not only did one, she make it entertaining for people who don't like a show, this show, like people like Gigi, who would at <laughs> least be entertained by the dub. She kept 47 characters, all with distinct voices, because no one boy sounds like the other boy, arguably. They all sound different. Do some of them you can totally tell it's girls playing little boys? Yeah, but... They were all still well-directed. They all had really good funny moments. She, like... Did somebody in Funimation, like, hate them that day? Hate Jade that day? Or, like, did you just see this and be like, this is the show I want my first directing chops at? Not knowing that, like, beneath the little... Beneath the lake was, like, the Mariana Trench of Man. Oh my god. Hey, I mean, it could be a personal choice. I know when I was in like high school, I had to direct a play and I made sure that my play had the most fucking people in it. I think I had a cast of 30 people I had to wrangle. So it's a it's a valid choice. If you want to have the thing with the most people and, you know, give people some money, that Sanrio money. What's up, prof? Go for it. <laughs> I mean, and then to comment on, to, to comment on Quit Binko, Quit, yeah, Wow, don't say the don't say the naughty lady part when you're saying his name, Megan. I don't know why that was coming out of my mouth. I can't say Clint sometimes. Um But Clint also did a really good job with writing this show because I know the last time a couple of us have heard him write a, a more comedy-based series, it was Ultimate Otaku Teacher. Which as a gag comedy, the writing didn't always work on. And not to mention, yeah, you know, forty-something characters—you have to give each one a different personality. You have to get into forty-something different heads. It—it it, it was. They honestly both did a great job. I am legit impressed that this was her directorial debut. Unless there's like a DVD dub that we don't know about yet. I checked A&N and this and Monster Girls were the only thing that were on there. Unless I believe she may have assisted with Love Live Sunshine. Uh, no, but that was I'm... Alexis Tipton. Oh, never mind, yeah. 
But uh, Good Alan, on how ya. do you feel? Because you haven't said much. Uh, I liked it a lot. I thought it was. I thought it, like I thought it worked very well, and I'm also just very impressed because, as I will probably state later, this is a show that could have really been half-assed at a lot of levels. And given that it is the comedy spin-off of an anime adaptation of a game you cannot get in this country, like it didn't need to be this good. I mean, yeah, pe- that people is... want it to be this good, but it didn't need to be this good. And the fact that it is impresses me. I'm I like it Not quite a lot. And not only that, it's a spin-off to an anime none of us have even seen yet! Exactly! For some reason, the comedy spin-off <laughs> is preceding the actual show, which is even more baffling. Yeah! Really, this thing should be a steaming pile, and it's not. So, <laughs> for that alone, it, get, it gets props from me. I bought Nendos. <laughs> Aren't you apparently giving me a box of random Ami Ami stuff from Token Rambu that you just don't want? Yeah, it's like so much shit that I don't want that I have that's full of Token Rambu. If I don't know who it is when I get it from Ami Ami, ten bucks it's probably from Token Rambu. Which is why I'm taking a majority of it. Yep. So, I think we've we've covered it that Clint and Jad, Jade did an amazing job with their directing and writing for such a big show now it's time to start opening the armory to set per se oh god are you ready is everybody wearing their uh yellow underwear and their brown pants i'm scared it's okay Gigi. hold me or some plushie i'm i got a yurio pillow i'm good all right i'm on you're secure in your your manliness Mm mm-hmm Roots, you have a pug nearby. I'm squeezing a pug toy. Oh, and before Close we go any enough. further, we should probably mention every character in this show is a boy. There are no girls. Yes. For for a game that girls play, like that could possibly have been like an Otome game, it is not. This is all fucking boys. Notice I didn't say boys fucking. Alright, we can continue now. <laughs> I... Not only that, it's a gotcha game. I think it's supposed <laughs> to be like Love Live, where you're like a you're like a self insert character. Yes. Which is why uh, there is a character known as the Master, and you never see them, and they never have a voice. It's essentially supposed to be your self insert character. Um, oh, is that is what that bit... dude was from? What? I thought they were just trolling me the entire time. No, the master sauna is literally, like, it's supposed to be you. I thought they were finally going to, like, announce who it was at the end, and then they didn't, and I got pissed. No, it's you. It's supposed to be you. Because in the game, that character is you. Essentially, I've actively tried to play the game twice. Um, Essentially, what it is is, like, it's like a gacha war game where, like, you try to, like, put together an army and get through things. Again, I cannot read Japanese at all, so I do not know how to play it. I've tried twice. That sounds boring. I can't date them. I know. I'm sorry. So, speaking of undateable things, (laughs) we're going to start off with the three characters who are most prominent towards the end where the show attempts to have a plot. Um, And that's going to be Horikawa Kunihiro, uh, Izo... Oh god, I'm so sorry if I butcher every name here. He Kanasada and uh, Nagasone Kotetsu, um, to which our editor man has a Amon's editing this. I'm just gonna break the fourth wall. I have literally spent like three hours making a PDF guide to this fucking show. It's true. <laughs> it is very detailed. 
<laughs> so, uh, Kunihiro is played by Justin Pate. Uh, Kanasada is played by Robert McCollum. And uh, Kotetsu is played by Christopher Sabat. Um, again, we're not doing other roles. I will say this. Chris Sabat literally just shows up to beat up shit in like the last two episodes and is just Chris Sabat as a sword. Um, <laughs> it's true. I don't remember. Why isn't Chris Sabat like the calm guy more often? I don't know because he is really calm in this show. Or he's no, Chris he's not Sabat. really at all. Well, he, yeah. No, he's not really calm in the show, but his voice is just—it's down in that low register. It's soothing. It—he doesn't really yell all that much either. I don't know. I will say this, though. I really like Justin Pate and Robert McCollum playing off each other. Just, like, they were like big brother, little brother, and it was really cute. Yeah, that, that was fun at the end. It was also being really weird to see Robert McCollum playing a soothing character. <laughs> I'm just used to Robert McCollum breaking shit in Attack on Titan. Oh, shit. I'm used to him breaking shit in Drifters. It's tr oh, that's true. I don't know who he is, so pass. He's, um... Have I mean, you ever I... seen Psychopaths? No. I can read the PDF have file. You... Oh, yeah. I put, like... For a while, I had all the roles there, and then I decided we're not doing that. Shout out to Justin Pate, who's in my voice actor for First Harem. Yeah, Justin... Justin Pate is not a member of the Shota army that is this show. The, thank he, God. He's kind of there. He's like the secretary. He's kind of like Robert McCollum's secretary. Oh my god. That's... Don't ask. I've seen shit. That sounds horrible. Don't ask. So yeah, if you made it to the end of Token Renbu Hanamaru, congratulations. It was around this point where I started to not give a shit at all because it tried to have a plot. So I kind of tuned it out. So I will remain silent for the rest of this segment. Boys. Oh, excuse me. Hmm. Uh, I liked them. They were good. I don't, I confess, I don't, just because they came in at the end and only showed up the one time, uh, they didn't leave a super big impression, but that's more the story's part. But I thought they did very well. Chris Sabat showed up at the very end. The actual, the other two showed up around, like, episode four or oh, five. Oh, wait, you're right. Now, hold on. Oh, now wait, I was this I the guy? And he was two. like, my brother's coming, my brother's coming. And then it was like, yeah, yeah, he yeah, showed yeah. up. Yes, yeah. and then he comes, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, oh, okay, yes, I remember this guy now. Alright. Yeah, yeah. No, I did, yes, no, I did like those, those, I did like them as well. I thought they did very good. I just, I, I like in the opening, too, that Justin Pate keeps catching all of Robert McCollum's laundry. Shh. <laughs> Because the opening to the show is really cute. It is a cute opening. Really good song, too. Yeah, I actually listen to it, like, a lot when I need to, like, wake up and, like, keep in, like, a work mood. I actually, I actively listen to that in the Akka opening. Like, it's, oh it's a really, really comfy opening. But, yeah, so is that all we, uh, Roots, did you say anything about yeah. the boys? I mean, they, as characters, they basically blend into the background for a while. And because uh, they really didn't have much of a role until the end, I and I hate to say at the end there was just so many characters I kind of lost track. So yeah, you need like a, a flow chart to keep track of everybody. I will say because I do kind of remember the last couple of episodes, they do have a couple of really tense moments that they both play off each other really well. And again, if it was a smaller cast, I feel like they would shine a little bit more as performances too. 
See, I think. Yeah, I th I Hold on a second. My mom's <laughs> yelling about my. Where's her family? Your family is dead! <gasps> okay. Just like my soul. Yep, sounds accurate. Let's move on, because anyway, we have 47 more characters to go. <laughs> Alright. Are we good here? Yeah, we're good. Alright. So, moving on. Next up, we have the three spears of Japan. Like, they're actually spears. So, there is Tone Bukiri, who is played by Christopher Guerrero. We have Otagine, played by Jared Green. And we have Nihongo, a.k.a. Mechanic Drink Dad, played by Christopher Rager. Um, thoughts on the three spears, other than that they are fucking hysterical together. Well, all three of them are comedy gold. They, they are part of my favorite comedy set piece in the entire show, so they get a, they get a big old A plus from me. Unfortunately, is that when uh, they are not the top comedic performers? I will get to that in a little bit. Yeah, they're good though. Like oh, the three of them together were perfect picks, especially Chris Rager. Like I know that I think ever since the broadcast dub started, he has been one of the best things that's happened. Yeah. Despite being an actor who's been around for a while. Yeah, I mean, it's all been like serious roles for him, and I'm I'm just glad he's getting back into the uh, getting back into Hercule mode. This was a warm up for uh, Kai. <laughs> I mean, um, super, not Kai. Is this a drunk guy? Yeah. Uh, yes, he was one of the the multiple drunks in this show. This is not uh, my Nihon drunk guy, though, right? No, this is, a no, this is not guy. your drunk guy. I don't remember any of these multiple people. Drunk guys. Sorry. It's okay, Gigi. But uh, essentially, there's drunk dad spear, drunk son spear, and drunk uncle spear. And two of them are played by guys named Chris. Yep. <laughs> and at one Which, point... They... Chris Guerrero's range also shows in this because I didn't even know that was Chris Guerrero. <laughs> I just... Is everyone good? Are we... The problem with this show is that there are too many fucking characters, and I literally cannot remember half of them. I'm sure these performances were fantastic, but if you didn't catch my eye, and you didn't catch my ear, and hold it, like, no matter how big or how small your character is, I'm not gonna remember it. Which is a detriment to the show itself, mm. in that it does... And I feel like we'll get to this more towards the end. We're going to be blazing through a lot of this actor stuff. And that's only because there are, again, 47 characters. You guys could have a drinking game with this and you'd be dead. All right, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, Chris Guerrero Thanks, Gigi. good. Like, I, I know his range because of uh, another show that will be getting an episode, like, probably immediately after this one. But, oh, that that show. Yeah. All right, I'm on. You're good. Uh huh. All right, moving on. We have. I don't give a fuck in his brothers. <laughs> um, oh, that is going to be asshole. Akashi Kuniyuki, played by Micah Solasad, Hotaru Maru, played by Don Bennett, and Aizen Kutuninoshi, played by Anthony Bowling. Uh, I will say it right off of the back. Wow, Akashi sounds like Subaki from uh, Surfing. Wow, I wonder why. <laughs> I mean, I love Mike Solsa, but essentially he was a more asshole version of Subaki from Surfing to me. And you know, Subaki, you know, actually killed people. So yeah. that's that's saying a lot. 
Well, these are swords. Mm. I'm sure they've killed people too. And they are weapons of war. That is their. That Just is pretty much their shtick. Made into beasts. He does save a bunch of tanukis. He does save a bunch of tanukis. Therefore, Akashi Kunayuki caused a Cedric family season two. <laughs> Crafty bastard. You're welcome. How about that? We here at the Dub Talk Podcast would like to take a moment to tell you, please watch the Eccentric Family and Sakura Quest on Crunchyroll. We're totally not shilling this for Miles. No, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Um, I will say this, though. Dawn was precious as Hotaru Maru because I don't ever remember her playing a Shota ever in her life. I love Dawn Bennett and I don't remember her at all. I just, I don't. I don't remember her. She shows up, she's literally in like one episode. Okay, well then yeah. that makes me feel better because I love her. Like I would- Because Dawn Bennett's, char- Bennett's character is actually super cute. Like she's, the, he's the little secretary to asshole, to asshole Tanuki's fan, asshole Tanuki man. And their whole quest is like, oh no, what if he's fucking with everybody because he's an asshole? No. Oh, God. And it then you find out he's just- patience to play characters that patient. Mm. I will say this, though, for Anthony Bowling as Aizen, I didn't always feel it every time. I felt like he was- he sounded a little bit too old to play the character. Yeah, kind of the- kind of the Curse of English dubs there. Because there was no way they were going to find that many little boys to bring in, unless they were going to enlist all of Chuck Huber's children. Nope. (laughs) Which would be funny, but no. But it didn't happen this time. This time. Bring your kids to work day! One day, uh, Joel McDonald's son's gonna be old enough to do things. But I think, um, we were kind of bringing it up before recording was, um, while basically almost everyone and their dad is in this dub, there were a lot of people who aren't, and one of them was Afia Yu. And I'm wondering if you guys feel like, as much as Anthony Bowling does do a good job in this role, if Afia would have made it sound a little bit younger, because... Again, Aizen is kind of one of the seven Shota army. You know, well, you know, I I won't comment because you guys know what I how I feel about Afia Yu, so I'm not gonna be super meanie pants today. I, I, I don't know. Like, it works, but there's, like, something there. But I, I, again, I still enjoy it. Oh, yeah, no, without a doubt. Yeah, I have a feeling this is one of those things where, like, the character only shows up, like, the one time, really. And so some of the other ones who show up, you know, some of the little boy characters that show up a little more often got the people who are a little more consistent. Um, yeah, like, Afia might have been a, like, I, 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 like, I don't know, you know, why she's not in here. Might have just been, like, a scheduling conflicts, that kind of thing, I assume. But uh, she might have been a little bit better, but I do think Anthony does a fine job. Yeah. All right. And then again, Hataru Maru was kind of precious in there for like a little bit, and Micah's an asshole in this show, which is kind of nice, actually, <laughs> now that I think about it. He does play a good asshole. I, I'm not making a bad yaoi joke. <laughs> you just did. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> phrasing! <laughs> no, the- phrasing, Lana! Alright, are we good with, um, Asshole Patrol and Friends? Mm-hmm. Yep. I... Now to move on to everyone's favorite group name. 
Foxy Grandpa and Fred! Yay, I actually remember all of these characters! Grandpa Ooh. Squad! Foxy Grandpa and Fred! Which we all deemed would be like the best name for a 90s show! Foxy Grandpa, <laughs> squat up! Squat up? I want Roots to do the impression again! Oh god, you're gonna make me do it, aren't you? Yes, do it! Alright, for you kids, I got you Reptar's Revenge. And for me, I got Lonely Space Fiction. That's for after you kids go to bed. <laughs> like I, do a, I do a horrible Grandpa Lou, but you, you get the point. We get the I point. I made the mistake of drinking something as you did that. No! I put oh, something Megan, in my mouth when thing. I shouldn't have. Oh my god. Megan, are you me? Let's <laughs> let's talk about the Foxy Grandpas, literally. Pa. Sorry, so we have Foxy Grandpa Kogetsune Maru, played by Chuck Huber. We have... He's not a Foxy Grandpa, he's just here because I had nowhere else to put him. Um, <laughs> Iwa... <laughs> His name is Iwatushi. <laughs> it sounds like Iwatushi. <laughs> oh god. Iwatushi played by Ian Ferguson, and with the worst screenshot I could find! <laughs> like, damn, that's some handshaker-looking face animation. Mizuzuki Munichika played by Vic Mignogna. So Foxy Grand- okay, essentially the reason why this is called Foxy Grandpa and Friends is because uh, Foxy Grandpa and Vic basically sit on the patio and drink and spout life lessons. That's their character. Love it. Love it. And I'll say this because Iwatushi is pretty quick to talk about. I think Ian did a pretty good job. Um, he was one of the people I had a harder time finding roles for before I gave up. <laughs> um, he literally was. I think he had maybe three that I could actually pick. And one of them was in High School DXD. I love High School DXD. Not even the good hater. season. It was from Born. Not even the good season. But, um, I think he did a good job, but I will say I loved Vic and Chuck in these roles. Yeah. To which, Vic Mignogna playing a pretty boy is not, water is wet, the sky is blue, your waifu is trash. Hey. It's true, though. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> good to see a new name like Ian Ferguson get something, you know, significant. Uh, Vic is good. Chuck Huber's good. Foxy Grandpa, squat up. <laughs> squat up. Squat up. Squat up. You know, like... Uh, Gigi, because you actually remember these guys. I do, um, probably because they all have figures that I think I own or some of my friends own. Um, Token Ranbu, basically I know it because of AmiAmi. So, um, Chuck Huber actually plays, like, one of the more exciting figure sword boys. So, I was really excited to see him. And then he was played by Chuck Huber, who is, like, Mr. Monotone, you know, Kuro and Savamp. Nobody loves me. I'm so lazy. And, like, at first I was kind of disappointed, but, like, once he actually got into his character, it really kind of fit. Like, I don't really know how else to explain it, but I didn't hear Chuck Huber that I'm used to. I heard a, a Chuck Huber with a little bit more enthusiasm, which was really great. And then for Vic, oh, you guys know, Vic kind of plays like, 
At first I thought it was Tad Hammercorn <laughs> because I interchanged them in my mind. Um, but it was actually Vic and I was pretty surprised and happy by this because he's pretty much playing like the king of all swords. And I was like, yep, yep, that's typecasting. But you know what? It actually works for this. So he really did a nice job in his royalty. Not as royal as someone will get to in a little bit, but you know, he played it off well. Like he was the HBIC and uh, who was this other guy? Yeah, this other guy I don't remember. So two out of three guys, two out of three. <laughs> I have a leg cramp. I'm hopping around my room again. I feel like there's a sword inserted into my ankle. I feel like this is karma. <laughs> Thank God you said ankle, not anus. Ew. Oh no. <laughs> uh, uh, just kill me. <laughs> Please. When I die young, bury me in anime, lay me down on a bed of shoujo, sink me in kawaii at dawn, sing me off with the words of a love pawn. I hate everyone. <laughs> oh man! I I also thought they did a good job. <laughs> I don't really have anything more to add. <laughs> are you okay? Oh are you okay? We broke on. No, I just I wasn't ex I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> have you ever actually? Oh my god, have you ever actually seen commercial? the picture? <laughs> have you ever actually seen the picture of that? And somebody literally made a coffin out of their anime TV? I think I have. Yes, That's yes, right I definitely god. have. Oh. oh dear. But like everyone said, everyone did a really great job here. Especially for me actually liking Vic Mignana playing the pretty boy. Because for, for some reason everyone thinks I have a hate boner against the man. You do. I don't. I don't have a hate boner. Are we going to talk I, about my I hate liked... boner later? <laughs> yes. Okay. I mean, I like, and I really like Chuck Huber playing Foxy Grandpa because most of the things I hear Chuck Huber playing in, he does bad things to animals. And oh. little girls. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's move on. Not like that. Let's move on. Not like that, Gigi. <laughs> Let's move on. Where's my Yu-Gi-Oh okay. pillow? Okay, so in agreement, everyone thought they were good. Moving on, we have the Simonji brothers, who are three swords. There is Kosetsu Simonji, played by Blake McNamara. There is Seo Simonji, played by Morgan Berry. And there is Soza Simonji, played by J. Michael Tatum. I'm going to get this out of the way right now. I have no idea who the fuck Blake McNamara is. Uh, nope. Who are you, Blake? Yeah. Probably new guy. I don't know. I actually have on the guide, ANN has nothing in all caps. Go Do you want to be in my state. reverse harem? <laughs> and unfortunately, like, uh, <clears throat> Kotetsu Simonji is one of the characters that just kind of disappeared in my mind. So I don't, I, I can't give much of an opinion. I am so sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, Blake. You probably did a good job, but I, I literally know you only appear doing something in maybe one or two episodes. One of them being Let's Go to the Beach, the other one being the ghost episode when you sleep in the net cuddling tiny okay, baby Morgan Berry. Okay, now I remember him. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> because Morgan Berry is absolutely precious as this 
wacky ass little blue haired sword kid. Oh, Morgan Berry, I'm my waifu, sure. who says four words through the entire anime. Yeah, because oh, Seo and and Kotetsu don't say a lot. Yeah. Unfortunately, like I do kinda have a little bit of a problem with Morgan Berry playing little boys because it it just doesn't quite work. Really? And this is not like, again. I, I, I can't really put words to it. Like, she does a great job um, in Love Life Sunshine. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, yeah two days. I, I know because Gigi a, hasn't watched that show. I think she just sounds a little too feminine, I guess would be the word. And even for a girl, she does have a bit of a. a she has a very distinct voice. Right. Like, Morgan Berry talked, you know Morgan Berry's in the show. Um, which worked really well in Love Live, but this isn't the only little boy she's played, but this is the one where I could tell it was her. Ow. Because I'm going to throw it out there. Besides Roots and I, who else has watched all of the Tokyo Ghoul dub? I have not. I saw the first season. Okay. She plays the younger version of Eric Vale's character. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Okay. And that was really good. She plays little Nishiki. Um, but here, I wish that, one, that this character did more, because I feel like... I feel like they wasted her. With, yeah, I feel like, one, with Tatum, who never shuts the fuck up in this show. <laughs> um... I wish that these three would have interacted more because Tatum's character does not shut up. I'm really actually surprised that I didn't know they were related. So I I was like, why did you put Tatum's character here? Because I would have put him somewhere else. But if they're actually related, then it makes a little more sense. Because um, Tatum, I got confused with somebody else. We'll talk about eventually, I guess. Um, because the way that they're working i think that it's kind of interchangeable which i've talked about before in the rampo Keaton dub talk um but i really liked tatum in this i think it kind of had like um a chance to show off his range as much as he could in an anime about sword boys you know but i feel like the other two actors were kind of wasted on their roles just because they didn't say much morgan and uh blake mcnamara yeah because Tatum is yeah. Tatum in this show. Yeah, basically. Like, Tatum doesn't get to be the, you know, the putting on the Ritz aristocrat very much in anime. And it, it, it's a yeah, really Sosa's good a... voice for him, too. Yeah, because Sosa's got a silver spoon shoved up somewhere. <laughs> is it is it he who keeps on bitching about being the copy sword? No. Oh, no, wait, no, he's like... I'm the bird in the cage! Yeah, yeah, because he, he's the one who got passed around. <laughs> like oh a God, cheap phrasing. fucker. <laughs> phrasing, <laughs> Lana! But he, like, he went all ham on this. Like, not, well, no, okay, he actually, I take that back. He was more reserved in this than I think that he could have been, but... Reserved hamminess. Reserved hamminess, yes. But I really liked him. I think that the other two actors got wasted in their roles because they don't say anything. Um, but I, I like Morgan Berry playing little boys, so that's me. 
thank you for saying pl thank you for your correct phrasing. Of course. Uh, again, this is a show that's getting a second season soon, and by soon next year, so maybe Seo might do more. Um, because I feel like there's a lot of deadpan humor that could come out of Kotetsu and Seo as a character. Um, but I, I do think that they are a little bit wasted, like Gigi said, but hey, Tatum got to be Tatum, and that's more fun than anything ever sometimes. That's my fave! That's my yeah. second best Hisbondo! Like, like, Tatum made Tokyo Ghoul. I'm, I'm just gonna put that out there. Yeah. I'm gonna argue that one, but, um... Nope, I'm on Team Roots here. <laughs> I know as, you are as not. Somebody who reads, as somebody who reads the manga, I, that's more of an issue I have with the actual overall. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. A anime, because I, I will agree this. If Tokyo Ghoul the anime did follow the manga a little bit more and does eventually adapt Re, Tatum is the perfect choice for that character's arc. Ooh. I will say that. And I would actually really like Morgan Berry to play a character that gets involved with that character. So, uh, just so that she can show her range off as an actress. But, uh, everyone's good to go. We're done with the Samoji brothers. Yep. Samanji brothers. Yep. Bye, Tatum. Love you. Amon, are you ready to let go of them? I'm ready. Farewell. So next up, we I have what I'm gonna call... Next up, I'm gonna put together a group I call... I have no idea where the fuck fucking put them in the episode, so now we're talking about them. Um, we have Ur Urashima Kotetsu, played by Steven Sanders, a.k.a. I like turtles! Um, we have, oh good god, I'm so sorry, Oku Okurikara, played by Chris Ryan, and everybody put on your mafia pants. <laughs> Yamanbushi Kunihiro, played by Brian Massey. Oh my god. To which... I'm going to say it right now. You know when Brian Massey's character's in the scene because it's <laughs> Brian Massey. I do remember him. He was very memorable. Oh, God. It annoyed the shit out of me. Annoyed the shit out of me. He is borderline obnoxious. All right. Oh, all my right. God. Who put the coffee in front of him? <laughs> Maybe you should switch to decaf. That won't help. Kick, 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 no, kick. not at all. Kick, 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 kick. No, thanks, he, he does have probably one of my favorite moments in the show, but I want to say it when we talk about the other character involved in it. Um, I believe uh, Amon brought it up in his intro. I did. He is the pilot of Shota Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> he is the pilot and launching maneuver of Shota, and the cannon of Shota Airlines. He's pilot but... crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not the aircraft, he's just the pilot. There, there is, and the aiming. There is no aircraft. <laughs> there is an aircraft. A... It's made of money. Yep. Um, but <laughs> I, I like him as this big, obnoxious, bald monk guy. Because I feel like Brian Massey doesn't get to play enough obnoxious assholes. Like he's oh, I mean, Lad is kind of an obnoxious he's murder really asshole. An asshole, though. Like, obnoxious, yes, he's... but... Like, He's an obnoxious cinnamon bun too good and pure for this earth. Oh my go. god. There you go. He kind of is! All Yami all Kunihiro Yamabushi wants is just kek 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 in life. <laughs> I hate myself right now. <laughs> and then there's 
Speaking of I hate myself, there's Chris Ryan's character. He is a, his character was actually one of my favorites in the entire anime. Like, I really liked this because, character, and I thought he did a good job playing him. I don't know why. Because he hated everybody? Probably. He had a hate boner, so I kind of relate. You do know who plays him, right? Is this the guy who I never remember? This is the guy with who sticks his hands down his pants in First Love Monster. No. He's Gin he's Ginjiro in First Love Monster. Oh fuck. <laughs> well, at least he's now in fuckable age range. I hate my life. And then I actually he, this is actually one of the voices I liked was Urashima Steven Sanders cuz I thought he was really cute. Like again, it was one of those Did he do much in the show cuz he he kind of got lost. He was the guy with the turtle. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. <laughs> he, he had a he's turtle? the one with the turtle. I like turtles. No, because he was really cute talking to the turtle. Yeah. Remember? He's like, hey, turtle friend. Oh, what do you mean, turtle friend? Like, this was a guy who had to play like he was talking to an inanimate object when it wasn't talking back. <laughs> so essentially, he was me. Oh, Jesus. What was that, Death Scythe, buddy? Oh, God. What was that? You want me to kill them all? Oh, oh God. Oh, no, that was, uh, that was, um, Scott McNeil doing, uh, narrating cosplay chess at Anime Boston many, many years ago. Oh, good God. It's a funny story, but I can't remember all the details about it. I'll, I'll have to ask a friend. Oh, that's how I feel about this anime. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. <laughs> oh, I walked right into that one. <laughs> oh, God. Alright, let's keep going. Yeah. Uh, Amon, do you have anything to say? Uh, nothing to add. Brian Massey's real good. Um, the other two are also real good. It's all good all around. I do, have to, I do have to say this. I've watched a couple of commentaries where they talk about Chris Ryan, and sometimes they have to explain anime to him. <laughs> Oh, is he one of these theater guys who just wanted, like, a paying gig? And he's like, I, I don't really understand I don't this. know, but apparently they had to explain <laughs> ass class to him. <laughs> nice. Like, they had to explain his ass. They're like, no, that's seriously what's happening. I'm wondering how Jade had to do this one. So yeah, Chris, you're playing a sentient angry sword. What? What? I'm sorry, what? I don't understand. What's my motivation? That you're an angry sword. Do I get to <laughs> poke people? Uh, no, this you're, one, you're no. a hot guy. Is now. this a sex metaphor? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, if you ask, well, if you ask Tumblr, yes. Damn it. <laughs> there is copious amounts of porn of this. time with Fuja time with Chris Ryan. Let's go. Let's move on. Oh, all the all these people look like girls. And now we get to Gigi's spirit animal. Oh yeah. Okay. Alright, it's time to talk about probably, if not the best character in the show, <laughs> one of the best. We have Jiro Tachi, played by Randy Perlman. We have his brother Taro Tachi, played by Kent Williams. And he had long hair and I had nowhere else to put him. <laughs> Nikari Ao, played by Robbie. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck your name up. Familiach? Sure, let's go with that. Yeah, yeah. Familiach. Um, to which 
I have no Robbie. This had no listed A and N credits. So welcome to voice what acting. Guy. Yay! Two um, newbies. I don't know how. I don't know how Jade got you in the booth, but I'm hoping it either involved money or drugs. <laughs> Preferably money. Or a line of uh, Reese's pieces to the booth. <laughs> Close him in! Close him in! I got him! Now he's gotta act! <laughs> but, um... Let's just all get it out of the way. So episode four is the best episode of the show. Accurate. 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 In which, uh, it is split into two halves. One half is teaching a character how to do things. The other That's one is spent with a party. The good half is spent with a party under the tree where Jirotachi runs out of alcohol. <laughs> this and they enlist... like my life. <laughs> yes, the booze cruise. Um, in which they enlist the other swords to, to, to go to the store and, and get more booze for the booze cruise. Unfortunately, the other swords don't know how supermarkets work, and the booze cruise does not get very far. No. 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 Jirotachi is my spirit sword, like a spirit animal. If if I were in this anime, I would probably be that guy. And then I'd get really pissed that nobody was buying me sake, and instead bought an out-of-date Polaroid camera. What are you going to take pictures of? My empty sake bottle? Fuck you guys. Give me some alcohol. Basically. Yeah, truth be told, if I were the if I were actually in this anime, I would probably fight you for Jirotachi. <laughs> That's okay. I have a, I have a plan B. Like, but um, he too is uh, my spirit animal and the kind of <laughs> the kind of drunk I aspire to be. Even though I really don't drink all that much. He's a fun <laughs> drunk. Um, <laughs> I loved him. He, he was is... so great. And I also really like he... Kent Williams as well. I do kind of wonder, though, <laughs> what it would have been like if um, uh, Barry Yandel <clears throat> were in that role, though. Uh, for, <laughs> for those who don't know, um, Randy Perlman was also um, Emporio Ivankov in One Piece. And uh, yes, Barry Yandel was. was Mr. Two. So I, I, I think that would have been a pretty awesome dynamic, but I, I really, really like Kent Williams as the <clears throat> as the calm, sober brother. But uh, yeah, it is a it is a is a really really fun episode, um, and they both everybody all of these three are actually really good because if I'm uh, Nikari Ao, I think is one of the first swords you actually meet, but I just didn't really have a place to place him because. Uh, he doesn't do a lot of anything else outside of the first episode, but he, uh, Robbie does a good job yeah, for his first role. Again, another one of the sword boys who just kind of disappeared into the background for me. And he didn't do anything memorable enough in the first episodes to really but I, stick out. Like, I am glad that another newbie gets into the fold, so there you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. They, uh, I don't have a lot to add either. They did a good job. Uh, and uh, Randy Perlman plays a funny drunk man. It's good. Randy Perlman. Not only that, he plays him a little bit femi feminine too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want sake! Oh, yeah. Randy Perlman's a fun drunk. If you want to hang out at a con, call me. Moving on. I like drinking. <laughs> I mean, water. I know you do. Here. I like drinking water. Water. <laughs> hydration. Just like during yeah, the um, anime. 
during the- I like to spice my rum with rum. <laughs> That's like how I drank grape soda through the entire Anime Boston Hall video and Lilac almost broke my arm. You sure did. You sure did. GG. Ha You can't get to him if he's in my boobs! Try me! <laughs> she like okay, went all I'll out. Tell that I'm sorry. Okay, I, I gotta- <laughs> Alright, I gotta- I gotta tell the story really quick. So, if you haven't watched- it should be up by the point this video's up. Uh, Lilac got this Bakugo plushie at Anime Boston. Oh god. And- <laughs> It's not the one you're thinking okay. of, Roots. Okay. So, we did naughty things with it with my Deku plushie. And Lilac, I lost custody of touching Bakugo. So, the entire haul video, I kept trying to steal it. Because of grape soda. <laughs> and at one point, when she wasn't looking, I grabbed it and put it down my shirt. <laughs> and I was like, ha, you can't get it now, you're not gonna assault me. And she leaned over the back of her futon and tried to pull it out. And it included her jabbing her hands down and tickling me, and I almost bit her in the arm. Oh dear. And guess who got caught in the crossfire? Poor little innocent Gigi. Just trying to have a good haul video. Fight, 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 innocent! Fight, fight. <laughs> and Sneebs was in the bathroom where no one could see. <laughs> anyway, speaking of... I can't transition into the bathroom to anything. Uh, we're going to talk about three other swords, and uh, one of them is probably one of my favorite characters. We have... <laughs> His name sounds like Doodoo! Oh my god. You can do this, Megan. You can do this. Dodanuki Masukuni, played by Chris George, whose motivation in life is wanting to punch shit. Uh, Suramaru Kunigania, played by Rico Fajardo, who is the happiest character I think Rico Fajardo has ever played, and Ugusui Maru, played by Jerry Jewel. To which I want to say this thank God somebody gave e Rico Fajardo a non emo kid to play. <laughs> Maybe they heard you all this time and were like, we're going to make Rico the happiest one there is. He kind of is. I don't remember anyone but Jerry Jewel. Sorry. Yeah, blank. Jerry Jewel was the one with the birds, right? Yeah, Jerry Jewel just kind of sticks out in whatever he does, in a, in a good way. I should I should mention. Yeah, Jerry Jewel didn't bother me in this anime like he bothers me in other animes. So good on you, Jerry Jewel. Ten out of ten. Would Sword Boy again? And Jerry Jewel is the one that kept getting gifts from Justin Briner. Yes. And like. Oh, whoops, shit, whoopsies! Oh, well. Spoiler alert, Justin Briner's in this anime. But and who um, not? After playing Itona and, and Leon Lewis, like, seeing Rico Fajardo in a role where he can actually kind of be happy, you know? It's it, weird, isn't it? it? It's jarring, but then I'm just like, yes. Because <laughs> he's roots, basically, have you... <laughs> from, from what I could glean from... from Twitter conversations, he's like cinnamon roll tier in real life. Have you watched Okay, have you watched the Garo commentary with him yet? I have not. I'm pretty sure Anastasia Munoz was going to murder him by the end of it. <laughs> uh, which set? Is it the first or the second? I only have the It's in the It's in the first okay. one. It's the first commentary, okay. The first commentary in Garo is with Justin, the guy who plays his mentor, 
and somebody else. I want to say it was Caitlyn. Um, the second commentary is Anastasia Munoz, the black Garo Knight, and Rico. Okay. Okay. In which, by the end of it, Anastasia Munoz, I believe, did want to murder Rico Fajardo. Okay. <laughs> but Rico, I like Kunigana because you know he's in his scene because he's so fucking cheerful. It's so refreshing. And then actually wanting, hearing Chris George want to murder everything was also again, really refreshing. Like, He's no longer a cinnamon pass. roll to pure and for this earth, right? Because, yeah, Chris George plays, like, I literally have down here, he's Tone and Cheer Boys. And then the other thing he was doing that same season was Nishigori and Yuri on Ice, the dad. The big fat dad. Yeah. Who has one of the best lines, which is, Woo, take me now! <laughs> Remember in Rampo Keaton when he Yuri. played like that murderer guy, and I was like, "Ooh, Chris George, you are no longer a pure cinnamon roll." What show was that? Oh fuck, I've not watched Rampo Keaton. Oh yet. well, you're in for a treat—a big cinnamon roll of a treat. No, I actually liked that Chris George like, in this. I know that cinnamon roll is a metaphor for good things, but I just got a really dirty image in my head. Oh no! <sighs> Story of my life. No comment. Uh, just, these are the, Jerry, Jerry being Jerry, because Jerry's got a really weird range where he's actually can do, like, obnoxiously, like, angry, snarky people and really calm is kind of normal for me, but he's been in anime, like, since I was in middle school. It's Rico and Chris that really stand out among these three for not playing things I'm used to. Yeah, they went against yeah. type here. Like, Jerry Jewel's just kind of naturally... Naturally, for the most part, for the roles he does, he does a great job. Just just for being there, basically. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again? Oh my god, I lost my place in this PDF file of doom. Oh no! We're on page 12. I got excited thinking about who's coming up next. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> shall we, shall, Phrasing, Lana. Shall, shall we go to the next section then? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, everyone's good? good. Yep. All right, time to get to the fun section. This is my favorite part, guys. I, I guess this is going to be considered, I guess, the fun sword section, because all of these characters are really, are mostly very much reoccurring and tend to be part of the funniest, stupid things in the show. There is Mutsunokami Yoshiyuki, played by Jason Lebrecht, aka Gunsword. There is. <laughs> There's Hachisuka Kotatsu, played by Ian Sinclair. His Bondo. Here we go. Kasen Kasidana, played by Oscar Seung. <laughs> Sword Linus, aka Yamin Bagiri Kunihiro. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh god! Oh shit, I killed a man. Don't die! Dirty cosplay, dirty cosplay, don't touch my cloak! Yamin Fukiri Kunihiro, played by Clifford Chapin. <laughs> and Ishikimaru, played by Justin Duncan. Um, you better go one more. I guess we could all... He's he's the one that touched the poop. <laughs> <laughs> he the he's one the one in episode one poop. where he catches the things, and he's like, what is this? It's horse poop! And he's like, oh! Oh my god. Okay, so for everyone who's listening to this who is like, God, Gigi fucking hates this show, this group of characters is why it was tolerable. Like, I loved every single one of these characters, but most of all, 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wait for it. Wait for it. Who do you think I'm gonna say? I love Dirty Cloak Boy. Yaman Bagiri. He was my favorite. And not like my favorite aesthetically because we haven't gotten to him yet. But my favorite performance in this show was Cliff Chapin playing Dirty Cloak Boy. I don't know if it's because I just felt so much of myself in this character because I don't want people to touch my stuff. I'm like, don't touch my stuff. Stop and I'm pretty sure that he never said, don't touch my cloak through this entire show. But oh my God, was that like the best thing ever when he's like rolling around on the fucking ground. Oh Drunk. my God. It was okay. the yeah, best. Yeah, and like the last episode, he gets absolutely shit-faced and is just rolling around on the floor. Okay. I loved it so much. This performance was so great. I think it's my favorite Cliff Chapin thing he's ever done. Okay, so I gotta I gotta get this out like right now. Jason Lebrecht. Yeah. I am so sorry for dunking on you at the dubbies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I am so sorry. Well see, and you say that he's really good. And it's this is a role I don't like he's not I don't hate Jason Lebrecht. Jason Lebrecht is great in this role. And I won't call him like a motherfucker for taking one of my best boys because this is not one of my best boys. So I don't have a hate boner for Jason Lebrecht, everyone. Thanks. I, drop I, I love all of them, especially especially for Jason Duncan and Oscar Sayung, who are both relatively names are, that are still relatively new to me. Because Justin Duncan, not only I can only find one role that was actually named for him, and Oscar saying plays off of Cliff's absolute horseshit so well. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. When he t he's like, "Give me the cloak!" No, no. give me the cloak. No. <laughs> they all just play off each other so magnificently. You you can tell like they probably get along in real life really well. Mm. Oh my god. And I think you can also, I've always had this theory, like, you can always tell when somebody's having way too much fun with their job. And to me, in this show, it was Jason Lebrecht. Because yeah. <laughs> Jason Lebrecht will chew any scene he is in in this show. Um, Yoshiyuki is, is hilarious in that he likes guns. And he wears a thong at one point and goes to the beach. He wears a rainbow love thong. It. Oh god, I love that so much. It's so sunglasses funny. On the booze cruise. <laughs> yeah, he, he he is a permanent member of Team Booze oh, wait, Cruise. Oh my god, all, was it the sunglasses or was it the camera he bought? He buys the okay. camera. He buys the camera. Rico buys all the That's sunglasses. Right. It's I think he buys the camera and Rico and Cliff buy all the hater blockers. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ian is just going as absolutely hamtastic as he can. Yeah, can I talk about my Hisbando for a second? Because he's doing his best J. Michael Tatum impression. Please, like, go like, ahead. Oh, like, Ian Sinclair, when he goes full out ham, I cannot get him straight with Tatum. And it doesn't help that both of them in the show have pink fucking hair. So like through the whole show, I was like, is it my husband number one or husband number two? I don't know what to do, but they're both amazing. Although to be fair, like I'm not a huge fan of Ian going full out ham unless he's in Survamp, which admittedly deserved him to go full out ham because this was more like a gaggy ham. I don't know. Um, I mean, I still love him because he's my husband. 
Um, however, it's not my favorite performance of his. I'm sorry, Boo. You know I love you. But I had to give it to Dirty Cloak there Boy in this Ian. anime. I just had to give it to Dirty Cloak Boy. There are a lot of other Ian performances I like, but if you really want to hear... I know you hate the show, but if you really want to hear EM do it his best Tatum impression, we all know that's Carnival. Oh, I know. I hate that show. That's probably why I, one of the reasons why I hate that show, actually. They were like, do your best Tatum impression. Oh my god. But, uh, and then again, Justin Duncan. I wish that that character did a little bit more, but when he did get to talk, it was fun. Hey, <laughs> new people doing cool Especially stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially when he talks, when he touches the horse poop. Oh god, that was so funny. Mosaic hand! Yes, just... What's even better is, not only does he touch the poop, he then proceeds to take a bath and gets called on a mission, <laughs> and he's just sitting there, and one of them goes, what are you doing? He's like, I'm taking a bath. You just got called for a mission. Yeah, I can go after that. And if I'm right, he then gets stuck in the wall while on the mission because he's too big. I think so. I think that was him. Oh my god. Like this group And of there's just this little thing so of him cool. having to go, ow, ow! <laughs> like this group of characters has such good performances because I really just don't think any of them gave a fucking shit. They were like, fuck it. I'm playing a sword and I'm sort of a boy. Fuck it. Let's just go fucking ham out. Ooh, I cursed a lot there, but you guys know. You guys know. Gentlemen? Good stuff all around. Uh, Probably one of my favorite cliff roles in at least recently. <clears throat> yeah, no, it, it's a good time. It's just like this is what, I, this is what I'm talking about where it's like they could like most of these people could have phoned this in and I don't think it would have been that big a problem, but they all try and it's so wonderful. They earn their paycheck. Genuinely do enjoy this show. Actually, I know Rico is one of them. Rico is one of the guys I know who can't wait for the second season of the show. Um, and we'll get to one of the other ones very shortly. Everybody, do you have your armor on? Is it time? Is it time? I'm excited. It is time. Go ahead, Gigi. It's time. It's time. <laughs> Lilac's gonna cut us off. The Shoda Nation army's gonna hold us back. I think I tried to sing Sexy Back in the middle of that, which is very appropriate, actually. It actually is. So, the largest chunk of characters we dubbed the Shota Army. And they are a group of little boy swords who are all... I think it's either the same school or they're basically a bunch of brothers. And they have one big brother who they all... Worship like he is their god. Like the prince he is. He is. Because Ichigo is played by sexy Josh Greeley. Yes. And his brothers consist of Akita, played by Jade Saxton. Atashi Toshiro, played by Brandon McGinnis. Gokutai, aka the love of my, my son Tiger Bucket, played by Leah Clark. The money Shoda, Hakata Toshiro, played by Austin Tyndall. We have gift the gift of Shoda, Hirano Toshiro, <laughs> played by Justin Briner. We have, I'm pretty sure that's a dude, Honabe Toshiro, played by Damon Mills. <laughs> we have, I'm a fucking asshole crow, Imano Suguri, played by Anastasia Munoz. We have slightly panicked Shoda, Maede Toshiro, played by Ryan Reynolds. 
We have, I'm pretty sure this is a dude, Shoda. <laughs> slash, this. We have, I have the weirdest boner right now. Shoda. Midori Toshiro, played by Alexis Tipton. And then we have Foxy Sun. Naga Kitsune, played by Allison Victorin. We have, I'm also pretty sure this is a dude. <laughs> Nazumo Toshiro, played by Rachel Robinson. And Doc Shoda, Doc Shoda Day, Yagen Toshiro, played by Derek Snow. Oh, the Jesus. army is so big. So many Shodas. Oh, what no. What do I do with and them? Yet, and yet, all of them have distinct voices and their own character. It's true. It's true. Very impressive. And can we just start about talking about King Shoda, who fucking plays, like, Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys in this anime? Because he's, like, lead idol star prince. And I was like... Oh, you know who would be, like, I just saw him. Like, I saw a picture of him, and I was like, Oh, you know who should really have the voice that comes out of this guy's mouth? Josh Greeley. And then it was. And then, and then it did. shone down on him from heaven, that spotlight. And then he sang, I want it that way. And I think I'm turning this into a fantasy I had the other night. So, Megan. No, but really, all of these guys, all of these little boys, most of them played by girls, except for a few, and even then, it's all very... Most of them are very convincing. I will say you can exactly tell where Rachel Robinson and Alexis Tipton are in this anime. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. There is no hiding that. I'm sorry. But it still works. I love Baby uh, Tiger Bucket. <laughs> I love him. I think I have a tweet about him. And I was like, oh my god, does that guy have baby tigers in a bucket? And Megan was like, yes. And I was like, oh... <gasps> I love Gokutai because Gokutai has tigers and I love tigers. Okay. Like. Oh, sorry, 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 finish. No, go ahead. Because I'm about to run down the list. <laughs> Alright, let me oh, scroll I up. Oh, I will add. I will add, like, as we go down. I will say this, though. I can't believe that Gokutai is Leah. Let's jack off into a bottle of formaldehyde and call it our firstborn Clark. <laughs> I'm sorry, Leah Clark, that's what we're going to remember you for for a long time. I'm glad I missed that anime. You've never watched Dead Man Wonderland? I have, but I don't remember most of it. I just remember- She was Hummingbird. I don't remember. She was the one that cursed all the time. I should remember. I should probably rewatch that. Anyway. anyway. No, you shouldn't. It's a bad anime. <laughs> I liked it. Anyway, go go on, uh, Rootsie. Okay, Ichigo did not realize that was Josh Greeley when I first watched it. Way to go, voice acting Black Magic. Yeah, uh, honestly, Jade kind Saxon, of, yeah. I really don't remember the character very much. I Did she really do much? Uh, he, I'm sorry. He was kind of the one that was the Chihuahua human. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. Uh, Atsushi, I, I don't remember this one much. Yeah, Atsushi, I don't remember much either, other than being like one of the messenger kind of kids. Tiger Bucket, adorable. <laughs> Aw, Tiger Bucket. <laughs> Money Shoda, human projectile. Fly Shoda Airlines. <laughs> Shoda Karma. Okay, oh. we have to stop for a second. Oh, yeah, we have to explain that, don't we? <laughs> so, for all of you wondering what Shoda Airlines is. So, <laughs> in the in the first episode, you really meet Hakata. Is also uh, when you meet Kek Kek Kek. And um, they're going to get flowers because Master is sick. 
And they both fall down a cliff and they, cliff and they have no way to get up. So, Keck Heck Heck's solution is to toss Austin Tintle up the cliff as if he is a projectile. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hysterical. It is yeah, a good, I, good time. I Show have to respect airlines. Austin Tindall's comedic timing. Okay, I don't remember much about Justin Briner's character. I don't remember. He's the one that keeps giving, uh, who goes through the thing to get all the gifts in episode mm-hmm. three. Okay, I uh, don't remember much about Damon Mills. Oh, man. Um, Anastasia Munoz does the little brat pretty well. I remember a little bit of Ryan Reynolds' character, but not much. Was really confused about Alexis Tipton's character. <laughs> you and a lot of people. Really really thought you and Chris George's character. Really thought you she and was Chris George's be the character. Otome, you know, main character with, but then you could see her eyes instead of her bangs. So I guess that should have tipped me off. Allison Victorin doing two, not one, but two voices for the same character. Awesome. Wait, she plays the dude too? Yeah. Yeah, she's also the dude. I thought she was just the fox. No, she's both. both. Dang, I thought that was a different actor. Wow. I actually gave that a voice acting Black Magic Award because I didn't know it was the both of them until I looked it up. Fox is best boy. Character, if I recall. Yes, they are the same person. Uh, Rachel Robinson needs to do little boy characters more often. Uh, like, I know a lot of what Derek Snow's character does, but I don't remember his voice very much. I am sorry. I actually thought he was Clint Bickham the whole show. <laughs> and that's the bottom of the list. That's the end of the Shota Nation army. I'm but no, seriously, two of the actors that make up the Shota Nation army, good on you guys! Yeah, right? right? Like, Josh Greeley as your leader, HBIC... I still can't get over it because I'm so fucking in love with it. And then Baby Tiger Bucket was great. Did you really just use head bitch in charge? What? Did you really just say head bitch in charge? Yeah. God bless. HSIC head sword in charge? Yeah. All right. HSIC head Shoda in charge. Ah, head Shoda in charge. That also works. God. Um, See, that's why I thought he wasn't part He's, of the Shota Nation army because he I thought he would go better their with, daddy. with Vic Mignogna's character. Yeah, because all the Shota's all kind of like... That's why Vic's character is Grandpa, because Josh's dad. Is this the one where they, they had the boy band, right? Am I making this up? Is this another yeah. fantasy that I had? No, that is the boy band episode is when Josh shows up. Because they go to the beach and they all wish he was there. And then... Okay... This show is one of the shows that has honestly almost brought me to tears recently. And it happened twice. One of them is in episode three when they make all the wishes for the tree. Oh, God. Because all of them keep wishing for Josh to come back. And it's really sweet. Shut up. You're crying. (laughs) And then the other one is when they do get him back, they make him a swing. And they all try to swing on it at once and it breaks. Shut up. You're crying. I've already cried over fictional talking cats today. <laughs> I cried over the pussy. <laughs> well, now we know about your Phrasing Saturday Lana. Phrasing Lana. Phrasing. I loved Baby Tiger Bucket. Baby Tiger Bucket is like the best Shoda. I think if Josh Greeley were not the HSIC, Baby Tiger Bucket should be because Baby Tiger Bucket is like the lead Shoda. And then 
Austin Tindall I picked out right away. Like he didn't sound very Shota yeah. to me. I was just like, okay, Shota Karma, because he's like five years old and he likes money. Money karma. I call him money karma. Money karma. That'll work. I call him also. money karma. Um going around. Alexis Tipton did a great job because literally I was like, is it supposed to be a girl? And I know that was the thing, so I was like, okay, it it works. I mean, and then like I said, Nagakitsune, Fox's best boy. So there you have it. I oh wait, mean, there's still more, Alexis but I don't care. Tipton also now plays Kid Trunks, so I can kind of get. And you can get where that why they cast it. Her vocal profile is a very very similar to Laura Bailey's, so I, I can definitely see it. It's just the character design was just a little... <clears throat> I don't know what the word is. Uh, misleading. That misleading. was the point, really. Go. Yeah, I get it. Because Alexis Tipton, to me, always has a very girly voice, so that's why I thought she was cast very well, if she were going to be cast at all in this as the one who looks most like a girl. So, all about yeah. it. But Fox is still best boy. Yeah, I will say, I really honestly, honest to God, like, I joke about Gokutai being my favorite, but Leah Clark did it in a phenomenal job. Like, just to put it out there, Leah Clark is not only Hummingbird, just to show you a little bit of her range, she's also currently Kobayashi from Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Because oh, at the time of this right. recording, this, sh this show is still running. That just shows you how good she is going from little boy to adult woman. Wait, is it good for her? I think it's No, she is Kobayashi. This week, I want to say or next week? Next okay. week. It should be ending next week. But um honestly, all of the Shota army does a really good job. Allison Victorin pulling double duty as the fox and the boy, the boy and the beast to say. I mean, and then you also have people who don't always play Shodas playing Shodas like I've never heard Justin Briner play a character that young. I've never heard Austin Tindall or Damon Mills. Which, speaking of shit with Crazy Reigns, fucking Damon Mills is in this show. Right. Um, I mean, even Brandon McInnes being... Even if they're not memorable characters, the fact that they still could pull off little boys... And I'm just gonna move on. Uh, because <laughs> Oh my god! Megan! That was fucking awful. <laughs> no... And then again, I really actually do want to give Derek Snow his due because I do remember Yagen a lot. And I know there's a scene where he kind of talks about the burden of having to be the brother, the big brother for all of them and stuff. So I think Derek Snow also did a really good job. And hopefully I see him in a lot more things more because that, that's something I'll say in the final thoughts. But um, we're going to move on to the kind of the last four characters and while normally we would uh, put um, the two leads, I guess you could say, separate with the 47-person cast, these four can <laughs> arguably be called the leads because you see them the most. That's going to be uh, Shokudakari Mitsuda, played by Marcus Stimmick, um, Henshikiri Hasabe, played by Aaron Roberts, uh, Kashu Koyomitsu, played by Garrett Storms, and finally, uh, Yamato no Kami Yasuda, played by Dallas Reed. Uh, now, Koyomitsu and Yasuda are essentially your two lead characters, but again, you do see enough of Hasabe and Mitsuda to kind of argue they are the other two main characters. And I guess we can say it. Oh, thank God, Marcus is a big character in this show. <laughs> oh my God, drunk Uncle Marcus. Dreams do come true. It happened. They do. You know, when I... When, I when heard, you when wish I, upon... 
<laughs> when you wish upon a Shoda. Uh, when I my dad just told me don't give up your day job because I was kind of singing. <gasps> yeah, you too, asshole. Shit. Okay. Um, you started it. So this have- Shokuda Kiri, sorry, is like aesthetically the character that I was drawn to the much, probably because he, I thought he was a badass because he has a fucking eye patch. And then it turns out he just fucking cooks daikon all the fucking time. Um, hey, but I was eye patches make you cool. I know, right? I, you know, I'm a badass. I love eye patches. It, so I was like, yeah. It was a tragic yes, kitchen easy. accident. Some onion got in his eye. I know it's a tragic cooking accident. He's no longer, you know, a badass. Just you know, a badass in the kitchen. I don't know, but I really, I really enjoyed this character. And as much as I really thought this part of the anime was like thrown in there for absolutely zero reason at all. I really did like when they all sang and they sang the Udon song. Oh, the Udon song. <laughs> like that is along with the booze cruise, my favorite part of this whole whole show. Why is there I mean, an unmotivated like, oh, song about cooking ramen? Like, no one knows, but who cares? Oh hey, the <laughs> Stimic is singing. Oh hey, right? Aaron Roberts is joining him. Oh hi, Dick Minyana. It was so weird. It was so weird, it but was I was so like, weird, but it, I I was laughing the entire time. I mean, I was yeah, like, it was if you so can make bad. it, like it was karaoke night down at Funimation. <laughs> Pretty much, drunken karaoke night. Uncle Marcus was earning his nickname, and they were like, let's sing a song about Udon. Just, I wondered because when they started actually singing it, I was actually kind of surprised. I was like, uh, uh. Because normally they don't dub songs this when they- This probably, they... like, important enough that, that, you know, the licensors just kind of wave their hand at it. I mean, I, I also have a suspicion that, the, I mean, for all we know, this is something the Japanese voice actors made up. They may not have had to deal with licensing problems. Yeah, that too. <laughs> it's like, do we pay royalties it's on like this? Some... It's like, it, no, we and made this up in not... two minutes. Just dub it. Yeah, they might not even- <laughs> Now I want to look up who plays them in the singers. Japanese really quick. Like, I feel like I need to look up their seiyuu now just to know who it is. Because if it's who I think it is, they probably just did it for shits and giggles. I mean, that feels like a lot of this show. It's like, hey, you know be a funny gag? Let's have the three spear guys chase a bird. That'll be funny, Oh my right? god. Like, oh, let's have a host and it club. Was. I was like, yes, yes. Exactly. Oh yeah, let's cheer up this other guy by making him a host club. Oh my god, it was great. It was great. Mm-hmm, please. I loved it. I really like, I'm also very happy that my boo, Garrett Storms, who's real close to getting on the reverse harem, but he's not quite there yet, um, had a nice role, and he also, his character wore red nail polish the entire anime. I'm real big into nails, guys, real big into nails. So I was super happy. I mean, I I really actually, this is actually the show that is kind of responsible for really turning me around on Garrett Storms as an, a voice actor. Good, welcome to um, my party. Because, I mean, I mean, come on, if you've watched this podcast enough, you know we refer to Garrett Storms as the human Garmin. I refer to him as the human Garmin with love, because I would like him to direct me in any place that he so chooses. Keep your pants on. I'm not wearing any. I haven't been this whole time. Wait, what? <laughs> this is a professional show. <laughs> I mean, good God, woman, you active, you animal. Can I be a baby tiger in that bucket? As, you know what? I'm not going to say no. <laughs> like, I can't do that to you. 
I will say this though, uh, the guy who plays Vic's character in Japan lists one of his hobbies as singing and cooking. Um, oh god, I think he was miscast. I'm trying to find uh, what other characters they are, because I know the one that plays uh, Marcus's character in Japan, he's uh... I think he did a really great job as the doting older brother. Oh, yeah. And, um, I gotta say, Dallas Reed in this sounded a lot like a younger Greg Ayers. Mm. He really kind of does. He did. But it works. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 it totally works. You know... It just, it just threw me off in the first episode or two, like... It, it, is that Greg Ears? Did, did Funimation kind of screw up with the cast list? No, it, I'm, <laughs> I'm really impressed with Dallas Reed's range. See, I put Dallas Reed on my voice actors to watch in 2017, so... Way to make Mama proud, boo. Good job. Thanks. It's like, hey! No, so I'm trying to find, uh, like, characters that these guys are really known for. And the one that I started losing my absolute garbage over... Um, is, uh, who plays, uh, oh, whoops, I put the, who plays, uh, Mitsu, I clicked the wrong one. Eyepatch guy. Yeah, Eyepatch guy. So I was losing my absolute garbage over it because in Japan, it's, uh, it's, uh, oh, good God, I lost it. It's, um, did I lose, damn it, I lost who it was. I know, who was it? Was it him or was it, or was it, fuck, or was it, uh, Hasabe who it is? Oh no, but one of them was uh, Caesar from JoJo's, and that's why I was crying. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> awesome. Fuck. Okay, for all of- oh my god, when we went to the- to the, um, the JoJo's panel. When the fire alarm kept going off every um, 30 seconds? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it is, uh, it is, uh, Marcus's guy is Caesar. No, they asked the director what, what one of his favorite scenes was, and it was killing Caesar. Oh. Yeah, it's me. Good God. Uh, but no, I really liked a lot of the, the four leads. Mostly because, one, I got to hear Aaron Roberts having fun. <laughs> um, uh, to which, I loved Aaron Roberts in this show because he was having a grand old time. It's neurotic. Um, it's just he's like just, me. Ah! He's like, why can't I go on a mission? Why is it not me? I am the, clearly the best person here. Why am I not on a mission? And then they send the newbie to be the leader. And I was like, ooh. Yeah, and he's just like, what is Captain this? Captain OCD. Captain OCD. Uh. <laughs> and then, basically. God. And then there's just like Aaron Roberts doing the air, just having way too much fun. Um, there's uh, Marcus Stimmick being like, a stern but loving dad. And then there's just I really loved Garrett and Dallas in this show a ton. Yes. Like they were adorable and sweet and had so much going for them. And especially Garrett, because again, like I said, he was not he's not one of my favorite voice actors and I wouldn't have called him in a lot of other things. But this show to me, he had so much personality in it and so much fun that I couldn't stop having fun with either of them. Oh my god. Guys? Oh my god. 
I just looked up who, what? Um, who Aaron Roberts' character was in Japan. Yeah? It's Uncle Kario from Fate Zero. <laughs> oh my god. See, this is why being a Seiyu trash is so much fun. That's great. I don't like Fate Zero. Oh my god, I'm like falling off my bed. Okay. Sorry, I'm better now. I'm not falling off any longer. Um, I just... Uh... See, the parts of this show I liked, they really did have to do with, like, this group of characters and the one that we talked about before with Ian and Cliff and all of them. Like, to me, like, these characters made the show, but not in the Japanese, because I tried to watch this in the Japanese. I just couldn't do it. So if all these guys and a couple of girls, you know, hadn't put the characters, their personalities into these characters... Like, I don't know what I would have done with this, but I think that especially the main guys, and especially because I, they're fairly new for the most part, like, I think they did a really good job. It's something that they could have, you know, had a throwaway experience with, but because, you know, they're leads in a show, I think they did really well for all, the, all these main four, especially Garrett Storms, because I loved him before everyone else did. <laughs> Like I, I would say for me it was Dallas and Marcus and Aaron. I really had heard just all a of them. lot of Garrett Storms before this. That's because you're not obsessed with Dance with Devils like I am. I, yeah, yeah. That's just... I was going to say, did you ever finish all of Sarah for the End? I no. actually did. Uh, he, not, I was asking Roots. Oh, you, sorry. He's, um, he's electric uh, cargo ship Hitler. Okay. Okay. And that's, there's no other way I can describe that character other than Electric Cargo Ship Hitler. That's the one that got me, so. Uh, Amon? Um, uh, yeah, no, I really enjoyed these guys. I like the, it's nice to hear, I'm not actually that familiar with a lot of Mark, uh, Mark Systemic stuff, but I've heard a little bit, and I've also been rooting for him to have a bigger role, so I'm happy that he finally got that. Uh, I also thought Aaron Roberts was hilarious. Because he just, he just, he wants to do so many things. And they just, no, no, you can stay at home in your tracksuit. No one knows why you're wearing a tracksuit, but you are. Maybe you Master really like Mads Mikkelsen, I don't know. That's why. Sword Boys, there we it's go. It's Sword Boys, I ain't um, gotta explain shit. It is Sword Boys. And, uh, and I also, I really like, I also really liked, uh, Garrett, uh, Garrett and Dallas, and especially how they play off each other. Because, you know, uh, I, th I think as we've kind of go over, this is mostly a silly situational comedy. But kind of what, like, you know, overarching emotional tissue I feel like there is is kind of driven by them, and I thought they did that very well. Given that, like, as I've said before, this is totally something everybody could have phoned in, and the degree to which people, like, cared and thought, no, I'm going to take this seriously, I am a professional, and I am going to make this good. It's it's kind of heartwarming. Yeah. It's like, even, even this weird little should-be-a-dumb-cash-in show can have such effort and care put into it. It's so nice. And I think that's a good way to lead us into our final thoughts on the whole production and show. This is the little dub that could. It, it totally is. Mm-hmm. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, I give Funimation shit all the time for not dubbing their Bishi shows. And I guess you could really consider this to be, like, the granddaddy of all Bishi shows. Unfortunately, it's one I hate with the passion of a thousand fiery suns. But at least they dubbed one. Beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, and that's... Thank you for finding the silver lining. Yeah. But honestly, it is nice for them to have taken a risk on this show and dubbed it. Because I think even like Gigi said, I 
I probably wouldn't have gotten as into the show as I did without the dub. Like, yeah. I tried to watch the first couple episodes in Japanese, and it is a little weird, and it is very... And I guess it's because it's a comedy show that not all the jokes hit because I don't understand Japanese. But I can understand what's funny in English. Yeah. And maybe I'm some weak-ass pleb because of that. <laughs> but fuck it, I had fun. <laughs> I mean, the show was kind of boring in the Japanese. Mainly because of the cultural barriers for the jokes and all that. And I am... I. I probably should have said this with the director and writer, but I am very impressed with how the uh, with how the scripts and the direction kind of localize the humor to the point where you could get it, but at the same time, it didn't quite lose the Japanese aspect to it. Yeah, like, it, and that is a weird thing, especially when you are dealing with essentially Japanese history, but fun. Because all of these swords are based off of actual real swords from history. Just now fuckable. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, this literally is like, even on the Wikipedia, it's, it's like, this is conclave for bet, for girls. It, it's, it's not that you're wrong, it's that it ceases to stop being funny. That's all. <laughs> Phrasing, Lana! Phrasing! Um, um, but I think that the fact that they did take the risk on this and they took a risk on a lot of the casting choices too. I mean, if there's a lot of things that they could have done that maybe wouldn't have worked, be putting other actors in just because they're bigger names or putting stereotypical things. Like as much as like we joke that every kind of male voice actors in this show, you have to remember that this is also a dub that doesn't include the likes of somebody like Aaron Dismuke. It doesn't include um, Alejandro Saab, Laura Woodhall as a little boy. What? Alejandro Saab's not in there either. Two of my husbandos yeah. not in this show. Um, Orion, Orion Pitts isn't in this show. Um, there's a lot of guys who aren't in this show either. And yet it's still all... And they probably have more experience than some of the other people. But it doesn't matter because the characters all work. Yeah. And the writing works. Yeah. It is a dub that, for all intents and purposes, should not have worked. And it does. It's a dub that, for all intents and purposes, probably shouldn't have been made. Because, like I said before, like, Funimation doesn't dub Bishi shows. Yeah, they dubbed free, but it's free. So, you know, we're not even going to get into that. But if you look at... They would have been I know, losing if money. If you look at their history, they had Starmu, Shonen Hollywood, Sukiyuda. I can name a whole bunch of them, like, just off the top. Sekaiichi Hatsukoi. Exactly. Like, th they didn't dub them. Because there's really... I hate to say this, but the shoujo trash market is very small and very compartmentalized with what people want to watch. Um, however, Token Ranbu is huge. In Japan, this thing is huge. And it's big enough that even though the game isn't translated into English, I still knew and you know what Token Ranbu was before it came over here and before it became two different anime. Now, I think the problem that this show has is number one, a lot of it gets lost in the translation. Also in the first episode and then the last two, it comes with all these dramatic elements so you don't really know and can't tell what kind of show it's gonna be. However, once it gets into like the full out ham comedy, you get the idols, you get the host club, you get the, the musical episode. 
I think that's where Token Ranbu Hanamaru really shines. And fortunately, that's where the English dub really shines also. Like, if this show were not English dubbed, I can guarantee you, despite my shoujo trash self, and that a cast of 50 boys, I would not have gotten through it. Because I thought, in Japanese, it was incredibly boring. I mean, in English, I mean, just the show as a whole, dub excluded, I think I rated this like a four. Like, I really did not like it at all. Like, a lot of the parts that everybody thought was funny, I was just like, can we move this along so I can get to the end? Um, but the dub made it tolerable, and actually the dub kind of made it good in the parts that it was good. So... Without this dub, Token Ranbu probably would have been shit. But with the dub, it's much more tolerable. So that's high praise from me. Yeah, it's one of those shows I get the feeling was dumped onto the tail end of another license. See, I don't think so because Token Ranbu is really popular as a franchise. Yeah, in Japan, but I... I... I don't know how well it would have translated coming over here had it had you know had it actually been majorly pursued. My 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 spitball speculation is that they may have not pursued this, but given the level of effort here, I have a feeling that like you know it was put on the table with a package deal, and they're like, oh, this is a this is a thing people recognize. Yeah, sure, we'll take this. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's basically my thoughts on it. Yeah. And then, again, like I said, a lot of the cast and crew did really fall in love with this show. I know um, Jade really, really got excited about the second season. I know Damon Mills got very excited. I know Rico's gotten excited. I know Don Bennett literally went out and bought the Nendroid of her character <laughs> from following her Twitter. Um, I love it when voice actors do and that. I love watching that. I love That's one of the reasons I really like this show, is that this is a dub that you can tell a lot of them really liked and had fun with because you can tell when like actors are like oh yeah i was in this show or oh yeah i remember this like you can always kind of tell as a fan but that's another argument for another day and this has always this has been going on for long enough but overall i think this was a fun dub and a fun show to really do um it does have its flaws but the fact that i think all of us enjoyed the dub more than the sub says something oh for sure yeah. For sure. So, to the crew, the, to the actor cast, good job, all of you. But I think really, Jade, for your for her first time directing something, holy god, girl, keep it up. God, it's like a gangbang to pop that cherry. Phrasing. I meant it to phrase that way. <laughs> but yeah, I, I hope she's doing something in the spring season that hopefully we will start learning about in the next couple days. Honestly, if they gave her soccer request, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. All right. All right. I guess it's time to whore ourselves out, right? <laughs> it's time for the show to nation. My mind I mean, unless you have something time. to say, Gigi. What? Do you want to? Do you want to take a nap, Gigi? Yeah, I want to take a nap right here. Want to take a nap? Oh, take a nap right here in my baby tiger <laughs> someone bucket. Needs to some, no, someone needs to get Yaman Bagiri with that. <laughs> in my like, dirty clothes. We'll take a nap. Yeah, I'm gonna take a nap. I'm gonna take a nap right here. I told you I'm gonna cosplay him. That's what it is. That's what it is. I'm gonna cosplay him as my next cosplay, so I'm just gonna roll around on the floor. You should do that and then just do that in the middle of the hall. Yep. I'm gonna take a nap. I'm gonna take a nap right here. That's gonna be it. That's gonna be it. So it'll be. We kept quoting that to each other the entire last day we were together in Boston. Because it was true. 
It was true. But we also went to Salem, and it was awesome. But uh, anyway, I guess everyone, whore yourselves, starting with Amon. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at AmonDuel, uh, US. Uh, you can also find my very, very infrequently updated blog at world that worldthatscoming.blogsplot.com. Blogsplot? I, this is the second episode <laughs> I've done that. God. Uh, blogspot.com, which I might update soon. Who knows? Um, and let's see. Do I have a good song suggestion for this? Hmm. What has boys in it? Any? You should just suggest men. girls, girls, girls. <laughs> Backstreet oh, Boys. Okay, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, go, go, go. Check out uh, Motown Philly by Boys to Men. That's a good song. Go check it out. Ooh, that actually is a good song. <laughs> I love that yeah, song. Right? Anyway, uh, I vote Gigi goes next. Well, my name is Gigi, and you can find me on YouTube and Twitter at Anime Palooza. On YouTube, apparently all I do is hauls and unboxings now because I'm too lazy to script anything. Um, and on Twitter, I'm currently watching Gundam Wing and freaking out about it because You're I hate welcome. robots. Yes, thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Um, so that's really fun. Hashtag GG Gundam. Also, you can check out all the shoujo trash that you could ever want by following me on whatever. So it's been fun, children. And HSIC. Signing off. We're not done yet. Oh. Anyway, uh, Rootsy. Okay, you can follow me on Twitter at Roots of Justice. I mostly post pug pics and I hand out tinfoil hats by the gross. Um, I also have a blog. I'm probably gonna <coughs> find something to do with it at some point. Stay tuned. And uh, finally, my name is Megan, and you can follow me at QueenEra2 on the Twitter. I mostly uh, shit post. Uh, I make anime shit posts and post. Uh, pictures of my cat Shinya. You can also see me doing some stuff. Uh, I guess I might be running a blog soon. Uh, we'll see how I feel about that. If I am doing one, we'll uh, post it in the link of, uh, when this goes up on YouTube. But with that being said, we thank you for listening to this 47 boy madness. Um, we hope you enjoyed. How can. Please do not fuck a sword. How can everybody else watch Token Ranbu Hanamaru? Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. Uh, if you want to watch Token Ranbu Hanamaru in English, you can go over to Funimation.com. Uh, now, you can get a free, I believe, 14-day trial? Uh, yeah. yeah. I think it's 14-day. Yeah, 14-day trial, but remember, after those 14 days, you're going to be charged, like, five bucks, which is enough for a Baconator. So it's not really that bad. However, if you are, for some reason, watching a video on a channel called Dub Talk and hate dubs, you can head over to Crunchyroll and watch all of it for free right now. Just be known that it's going to be behind an ad with ads. But if you do want to get a premium subscription, you can also sign up there for another seven-day trial. Um, now, if you want to keep watching the horse shit that we do here at the Dub Talk Podcast, you can subscribe to this channel or um, follow us at Dub Talk Podcast on Twitter, as well as we have an Instagram and a Tumblr and all that other fun jazz. Uh, so just keep up with us and see what we're doing through the spring, the summer, the fall, uh, in all of the seasons at our fun Citadel where we do not do things ever and have magical zany adventures, but you're only going to hear the fun parts of it when we're on our days off. Wow, that was like the whole opening so, uh, of the show at the ending. Okay, so oh, um, shit, where is the Fujoshi dungeon? And are, are you guys going to spot my bus ticket home? I, I really don't know where I am. Uh, uh, 
You know, actually, you I see. Actually, we have a teleporter, and I kind of lost. It goes cat, cat, cat. I kind of lost the key to that cage. You might be stuck in there for a while. Ah, shit. Uh, you know what, Roots? I've got two plane tickets for you. Is one on United? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> would you like to be? Would you like to take the beaten path on United, or would you like to be launched via Shota Airlines? <laughs> All right, well, I think that sums it up. So, everybody, say your goodbyes. Peace out. Good night, nerds. Don't touch my cloak. And otaku on, my friends. Love your faces. Bye bye. <laughs>